the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, co-hosting this hour with the wonderful Jade Warshaw and my co-host chair right there. And we are taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. And again, talking about your life and your money, so give us a call. So first up this hour, we have Laura in Toronto, Canada. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you guys today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling. How can we help? So I've been listening to your show daily for the last few months, and I read Total Money Makeover, and now I need some advice. So we've always been fairly responsible and frugal with our money, um, but since listening to you guys recently, I've wanted to start doing more. So I've been selling off a lot of things that we don't need or use anymore, kind of like how everybody suggests to sell everything until the kids think they're next. Mm -hmm. Um, My three-year-old and my five-year-old are now starting to notice and have started asking more questions about money and what I'm saving for and where it's going. So my question is, Do you have any advice on how to talk to kids about money and at what age? And is there a way to teach them to respect it without causing any kind of anxiety? I know my girls are still little, but I don't want to burden them with adult things like debt and mortgages, but I want to try and start them off right. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to talk about like government shutdown and stuff with our five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, No, I think it's a great question, Laura. And I think even your intentionality behind it early on, is huge. And then I would say too, I give you props that your kids are picking up on what you're doing. Cause we always say, if you're a parent, you know, more is caught than taught. Like your kids are watching so much of what you're, the choices you're making in life and even your emotions around it, right? They, yeah. they pick up so much. And so um, the fact that they're seeing change in you, Laura, I think is amazing because that means you're changing, right? You're doing something different when it comes to your money and they're seeing that. So Props to you in that regard. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I would keep it very age appropriate. I think we do find families that are in a season of sacrifice Mm -hmm. to make a financial goal, like getting out of debt or having money saved, uh, to bring the kids along in that and make it a family themed idea, right? That like as a family, we are choosing to do this and it's not just mom and dad in isolation doing it. Mm, And so talking, yeah, so talking to them and I think again, age appropriately and just saying, yeah, you know, mom and dad, we don't want money to be a stress point in our life. So for us, you know, whether it's you're getting out of debt, so we don't, so we actually, when mom and dad make money from work, we get to keep it and decide what we want to do with it instead of sending it. You know, you can even talk to them about payments and like what that looks like, Oh yeah, what debt is. And so, yeah, it's again, very age appropriate, but starting those conversations, uh, I think is, is key. Yeah, Laura, I talked. So- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jade. Oh, I was going to say, I, you know, my, my kids, they see this show and they see us talking about money and debt all day. And my son has started asking like, what is debt? And so we've talked to him about it. I mean, we've explained that when you borrow money, you have to give it back and here's what that looks like. And even um, as simple as sometimes I'll go, if I buy something and he just thinks, you know, you can go to Target and pick whatever you want off the shelf. And I'm like, no, when mama leaves every day, I'm going to earn money. And then when we earn that money, we get to decide how to spend it. So there's part of it that just introducing them to the idea that you go and you work, and then this is what you get for your time. And it's not unlimited, right? And I think that's been a big one. And then two, just um, the choices in your language, right? Because Dr. John and I were talking about this the other day. Your kids remember things mentally, but their body also remembers how things felt. And so when you're going through a season of getting out of debt, if you guys are feeling 
anxiety and stress and oh we got to do this we got to do it like this we got to do it now I would challenge you to make the feeling like, oh, this is so good for us. We're sacrificing. We're going to have freedom. We're going to have choices. It's exciting. And make it an exciting thing, Mm -hmm. a thing that feels like liberating, empowering. And then their bodies are going to remember that feeling. Oh, man, when mom and dad took control of their life. I mean, I've never seen them more confident. So I think there's a lot that can be done with the mood that you're creating um, in the house surrounding getting out of debt and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I know I'm writing a, I'm writing a book right now uh, Sissy Goff wrote and it's all about uh, anxiety and kids and she talks about that if as a parent if you have anxiety your kids are t- are seven times more likely wow. for that so just that I think that's key Laura the environment you create is it is it's huge it impacts mm-hmm. your kids and then the other thing Laura I would also say with your kids so that that uh, everything we just kind of spoke on was the perspective of you know you as the parent reacting to your money situation to your kids but let your kids feel and experience money on their own and so having them even at their age you know they can do a couple of chores here and there and pay them and teaching them especially your older when you're five-year-old you know give save and spend it's like these three basic buckets of money but it's buckets that as adults that's basically what we can do with money we can give it we can save it and spend it and we want to do all three and so you kind of start letting them experience the emotion and the principle, uh, ha- you know, uh, habit building ideas around money themselves, even at a young age. So, Laura, if you hang on the line, Austin's going to pick up and I want to give you Financial Peace Junior because that's our set of teaching young kids how to handle money and Smart Money, Smart Kids. It's the first book I wrote uh, with my dad. It was a New York Times bestseller because it was it's all about the perspective from the child of growing up in a home where money is talked about mm-hmm. and it's in a perspective that is healthy and obviously dad was the parent in that and what they did. So um, I'm going to give you those, Laura, because I think this is this is the part of this show that we talk about changing your family tree. Absolutely. Because there's a generational uh, habit that is built and what your kids see and what they experience and what they believe about money is passed down to them. And you can do it well uh, and intentional like you are, or sometimes it's just accidental and your kids get what they get, right? And and so I think the intentional routes is really, it's important because money's such a stressful part of life. And when 100%. your kids can see that healthy perspective, it's big. So thanks, Laura, for the call. We appreciate it. So Jade, what's been the biggest stuff? Because your kids are how old? Two, uh, three and five. So, so you have exactly their age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my oldest, he's just at the point where it's like, oh, okay. So he does chores and he gets, you know, a little bit of money for his chores, but still going into the store, he doesn't understand like, this only buys so much. So we're constantly explaining like, you only have so much. And if you want more, you have to work more. And the more you work, the more money you have and you can buy things that are more expensive. So we're kind of in that phase right now. Um, my youngest, you know, she's 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 not there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> she's not there yet, but yeah. yeah. I know. And it's it's so funny too to watch your kids and, and I have a eight year old and a six year old and for sure there are personalities yeah. when it comes to it where I'm like, I know which way you're gonna be bent. Um, and I just announced today, actually, I'm, I have a kid's book coming out in November. Whoop, it's whoop. called I'm Glad for What I Have. And it's dedicated to my middle daughter because it, it's all about contentment. Yeah. And it's for younger kids. But it's um, learning that contentment piece 
is huge that it's okay to have nice stuff. Yeah. But we don't want our nice stuff to have us. So and, important. And our kids think that the Amazon delivery guy is like part of the family, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. they can he get just in this, come whenever he wants. Yeah, they get in this <laughs> rhythm of like what what stuff is today. Yeah. What's crazy is our kids don't even see money. They don't see cash anymore. They don't see <sighs> even debit cards or credit cards. It's on your phone. That's right. You're buying online. So making that connection for our kids in a real life scenario is so is so key. So key. So thanks again, Laura, for the call. And we'll be back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Ramsey personality Jade Warshaw. And if you guys enjoy the show, it's so helpful if you share the show, subscribe to the show, leave a review all of those things really help in the algorithm of <laughs> the world of podcasts and YouTube and That's all right. of it. Uh, because we want the show in front of as many people as possible because we want to be able to help them when it comes to their life and their money. So it's always helpful when you guys do that. And we know you do it because we see uh, the response and the numbers and all of it. So we're so grateful for that. And again, trying to get trying to get this country under control jade i know that's right one show at one a time. show at a time <laughs> one episode at a time <laughs> all right up next we have philip in birmingham hey philip welcome to the show hey guys thanks for having me on absolutely how can we help so i got maybe more of a two-part question um uh, i'll start with the with the first part so I've been listening pretty intently for the past week. Uh, I did financial peace when me and my wife first got married six years ago. Um, and haven't really followed it as closely as probably should have. Uh, we currently have $13,000 in unhealthy debt that we own on a car. And we have 135. Wait, 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 wait. When you say unhealthy debt, <laughs> what do you mean by that? And tell me what the healthy debt is. Uh, the only reason I say that is I'm, I'm just putting my mind in the right perspective that I want to get rid of all, all of our debt. Okay. So there, so you do know there's not really like healthy debt per se? Absolutely. Okay. But uh, plenty of people would say it's completely necessary to get a car. Yes. And that, that's fine. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to go with the grain on that. Okay, good. So I'm trying to allow myself emotionally to catch up to, uh, lifestyle changes that me and my wife are starting to make over the past like, few weeks, mm-hmm. and the first start is just mentally saying, "Okay, we're going to have we're going to have a little bit of a, a verbal battle with what the world typically tells people." Her so and you're me changing your age. language. Well, Jay, I Jay's like catching it. I like on. It. Jay, I like it. You're not getting anything past Jay, right. Philip. So 
watch out $13,000 in <laughs> debt um which is unhealthy as it all is so what else you got correct <laughs> um and then and then our mortgage which we owe 135k we got that 3 years ago um thankfully before things got really crazy but still we owe 135k on that uh-huh. um aside from that we have we have zero debt zero medical bills zero student loans so we're okay on that side mm-hmm. but we still want to get ahead of the curb and uh, that's the first part of just saying, hey, this is this is everything we have going on right now. And the second part of my question was, I, I do want to get rid of the debt we have in our car, but I also haven't invested nearly as much into our retirement as I want to. I currently invest into a Roth IRA. And um, my question was, should I keep hitting, like should I maximize as much as I can to my Roth IRA? Mm-hmm. and still try to pay extra on the car or should I put that on hold, knock at the car first and then hit uh, my Roth IRA and mutual funds heavy after that. Yeah. Um, I see the benefit of both sides. I just, I don't want to, I'm already, I'm, I'm going to be 31. Yeah. Um, I think you're, I think you're month, freaking so. out and I, I think you're freaking out. And I don't think you need to freak out as, as okay. bad as you are. I like that you're on top of this. I like that you're looking at um, the future and you're going, all right, what do I need to do to make sure that we're set up in the best possible way? Um, but you know, you're, you're not new to our teaching. So, you know, we walk through a series of baby steps. And so what do you think that I'm going to say? Uh, we need to get rid of our, our car loan. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And do you know why though? The, do you know kind of the principle behind that? Sure. So what is it? You're, te- you're, you're, te- you're the teacher right now. Cause I think you know this. <laughs> Uh, I do. It just helps having a third party who's unbiased. Kind of <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not unbiased. I'm not unbiased. unbiased. I'm yeah. not unbiased. But so, Philip, I think I think the I think what you can get in your head because you sound. We always say there's like either the nerd or the free spirit. Are you probably the nerd? I'm going to assume uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was right. Uh, you know, you're running numbers and calculations and all of this and you're seeing, oh my gosh, you know, my Roth and my retirement, all of it. And, and I understand that. I really, really do. And again, what you said at the beginning of the call is we're going against the grain. And what the grain would say is, yeah, go ahead. You fund retirement. You do uh, that. You try to, you know, keep up with your credit card balance and your, you know, you can pay a little bit on your car, some on your hat, you know, you just spread everything around and you kind of just get mediocre right? Mediocrity is what the result ends up being uh, because there's not intentional focus on one thing. And so the great thing for you, Philip, is that you're 31. And so retirement, if you hold off a few years, because how much do you guys make a year? How much do you and your wife make? Uh, Anywhere between 65 and 60K. Okay. Yeah. So you guys will have, yeah, some time to pay off this car and maybe it's you know, maybe it's uh, you take an extra job. You guys are cutting stuff. You're selling stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do all of that. You know, maybe it's a maybe it's an 18 month turnaround, right? 12 yeah. months. It's a year. Sure. Okay, that's not going to be detrimental to your retirement. It's really not. I mean, overall, because you're going to be able to invest more money. If you think about it, just even if you took that car payment mm-hmm. and added that to your Roth on top of what you would have done, right? Like, I mean, right. it just it starts to compound, mm-hmm. and that's the great thing is that you're going to catch up. And and here's the deal too, Philip. If you were 61 our advice would be the same regardless. And so, so where you are is in a great spot. You are in a, you're in a healthy spot. You see the problem, attack that car, get it out of here. And then that's going to free you guys up to use some, have some savings and an emergency fund. Do y'all have any money saved right now? 
Uh, just our emergency funds. Uh, we had some medical bills. We had a daughter this year, and I was paying the taxes from rolling over my 401k into a Roth IRA. Okay, yeah. And yep. Um, after after my wife being on maternity leave, which we planned ahead for that, but it kind of puts us back to just having an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So we have around three thousand dollars in savings right now. Okay. Um, that's that's all we have at the moment. Okay, that's great. Um, and I would be curious, you don't need to sell the car because I think you guys can pay this off, but even if you wanted to run the numbers for fun, Philip, I mean, there's some people that call the show and they're like, I want out of debt tomorrow. Like, I, like, get me out. And they would take a hit on the car, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. a smaller loan, you know, get a B. I mean, they'll go through that process. You don't need to. The math is, is on your side in that, in that regard. Yeah. Um, you're not in that urgent of a state, but I would say, yeah, run some numbers while y'all are kind of going against the grain. Just keep pushing at it. Yeah. I think you'd be surprised how quickly that, that you'll pay off this 13 K um, if you get intense, I think it'll go by way faster than you thought. That's encouraging. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks for calling, Philip. I appreciate it. And good luck to you guys. And congrats on the on the new addition. Most definitely. The new baby. Yeah. This is. I feel like one of the things that is a. It's kind of a myth in the personal finance space is that you can do eighteen things at once. Yeah. And the secret is, if there is a secret, is especially early on when you're getting out of debt and you're wanting to save a chunk of money in an emergency fund, when you are focused mm-hmm. and you point everything at one thing and you actually spend time on it, even if it takes a year, if it takes That's 18 right. months, 24 months, the progress you see in that is where the idea that personal finance is 80% behavior, it's only 20% head knowledge comes into play. Like when you start to win mm-hmm. and you start to see progress, not like teeny teeny things here and there and random things like big steps big progress in one area yeah. like paying off debt it, it's it's motivating well yeah because if, if if you don't focus right let's say you've got 500 extra dollars at the end of the month and you're like oh, i'm going to start paying off debt and each debt gets 50 dollars. like yeah. you never see the needle move and before you know it, you're like this is not working and you just lose your motivation and you go back to your old habits but when you suddenly take that $500 and you throw it at a credit card bill, that's 2000 and you're done yep. in four months, you're like, wait a second, like I can keep going. I can do this forever. And so there's definitely something to be said for focused intensity, turning it, you know, turning the light into a laser beam and you're burning through uh, that debt. So, I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. That's the way that works. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then again, the, the idea that people get caught up just like he did, Philip, it's such a that's such a normal mindset of freaking out about retirement because yeah. we do see these charts of compound interest that if you started at 18, you know, what you what you Look. would be all of it, which is all great. And it's true. Yeah. Time is your friend, but yes, but getting things in order and having a peaceful foundation under you financially before you start going and looking far in the future, it's it changes everything. It changes. It changes the emotion around money. It really does. So thanks again, Philip, for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. 
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. So, Jade, I'm so excited. I think it's in two weekends from now. Yes. Uh, October 19th to the 21st, our money and marriage event is Ooh. happening here at the Ramsey Event Center right up the hill if you're here. Uh, and it's going to be a multi-day event uh-huh. uh, over the weekend. Dr. John Zaloni and I are kind of heading it up and we're really diving into these topics of money and marriage for a full weekend. And Jade, you're going to be here too. I am. I'm so excited. But we were just talking about how this is very different than some of the other events that events we've, done. we've done. I yeah, know. In a very good way. Yes. So yeah, it's a lot of um, really, I think like a just a point of connection we want to have uh, with the audience because it's couples that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And again, it's these two subjects that can be really difficult to talk about at times. And so we, it's just, it's it's going to be very casual. Yes. It's going to be really fun. We want to give you the tools to be able to cast a vision, maybe challenge you in some areas yeah. uh, to be able to walk away. But there's um, some fun guests. John and I, uh, we're doing a panel, actually. Oh. My husband, Winston's going to be there. And John's wife, Sheila, which this is a big deal. This, this never happens. The spouses never end up coming, but we rope them in. Jade, you're going to be there for your session with Sam. Sam's going to be there too. Yeah. Your husband. So yeah. Wow. So it's going to be, it's going to be a hangout. We have evening things, plans for you guys. So it's going to be really fun. So our VIP and platinum tickets are already sold out. So there's a few more just general emissions. So if you want to go, go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. It's $799 a couple. And wow, again, great. yes, we want you out of debt, of course. We want you on baby steps four, five, or six. But I'm saying it, for two people at $7.99? Yeah, for two. Wow, yeah, that's great. Yep. Yeah. So again, multi-day events, and it's going to be really fun here in Nashville. So get some time away from the kids. Get away from your normal life. Come hang out in Nashville with us. Money and Marriage, October 19th through the 21st. Again, go to RamseySolutions.com slash events uh, to join us. Love it. All right. Up next, we have Sean in Louisville. Hey, Sean. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jade. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, uh, so my wife and I are on baby steps four, five, and six, and uh, we found out that uh, we are going to have our second child um, sometime around June. Congratulations. Thank you. So um, well, our, so my, my question is, uh, what your all thoughts are on um, pausing, um, pausing four, five, and six to uh, to save up for for the baby? Okay, so are you guys? I'm just clarifying. You have no debt. How much savings do you have in your emergency fund? Uh, Eleven or twelve thousand. Okay, that's great. How much? How much do you need for the baby? Like, what's your deductible going to be? Um, excuse me. Um, it, uh, I've looked at so many numbers, actually trying to figure out what, what plan we're going on next year. Um, so like out Ballpark. of pocket, I think would be like 7,000. Okay. Um, and you're investing 15% right now. Right. I would probably pause the other two. I would keep investing. I wouldn't yeah. stop investing. I think still investing your 15%. But if you guys want to kind of like pull back from paying off the, you know, if you're putting extra yeah. towards the house or something and you want to pull back and save up what that's going to be, uh, I think that's that's a good rule of thumb. Because we always do tell people to pause the debt snowball. If you're getting out of debt, mm-hmm. uh, to pause that and pile up cash if you're expecting a baby. Uh, but besides that, Sean, yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't pause I wouldn't. retirement. How much no. do you guys make a year? Uh, 70K. Okay. 
Have yeah. you run out the numbers, um, what that would look like without pausing? And where, how much are you able to save by June if you, do, if you weren't pausing? So if we just stopped five and six, um, we're able to save up like 450 a month, but it, it doesn't, uh, it still doesn't quite get us to the, to that 7,000 mark. I think that's where the, um, where the concern is. What does it get you to? It's, I want to say like, I want to say like 5,000 maybe. What I would do, um, I honestly, I'll be honest, I wouldn't pause retirement for mm. that. I would, and then as the bills come in, I'd pay the bills as they come in. And you might be surprised because I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back through this, Rachel, of when I had babies and some of the stuff came in right away. Some of it I prepaid. Yeah, and so then most of it's at the end. Yeah, like most of it's at the end, and they start rolling the in. But it's not like it's not like in one day you have right. to write a check for seven thousand dollars. Right. So mm-hmm. I'd probably just cash flow it. I'd cash flow the bills as they I come would. in. And Sean, if you guys get to the bo- get to the end of it, and you need a thousand dollars from your emergency funds, then it's not the end of the world. Yeah, grab the thousand dollars that you have saved there. Keep fund your retirement. Put your thousand dollars, you know, back into the emergency yeah. fund. Refill it, and you guys just keep going. But I, I would hate for you to lose. Um, steam on that. Now, if you were yeah. telling me that you needed $17,000 or something, different. yeah, then we can talk about it. But the fact that you guys are so close to be able to mm. cash flow it. And the bigger thing to here is I wouldn't want to, for me, it's a habit forming thing. I wouldn't want to build the habit of when we need to do something, we stop retirement. Does that make sense? Even though mm. this is very important, I think there's something to be said mm. for that resourcefulness. Okay, how can we make this work? Because going forward, there are going to be things that you need to do not just want to do, but need to do that are going to be, you know, very expensive. And I don't want to build the thought of, well, we could pause retirement for a little while to make it happen. Does that make sense? That's kind of where my mind is going on this. And if it were, if this were the conversation going on in my house with Sam, that's the, that's the argument that I would bring up. I'd be like, well, Sam, you know, I think that we can do this without building that habit. So. Yep, absolutely. So yep, we'd cash flow it, dip into the emergency fund at the end if you need to. Uh, but like Jade said, I think you'll be surprised. I think you guys will be able to get through this. Yeah. So thanks for the call. Up next, we have Blake in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hey, Blake, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? So I am 23 years old. I'm a flooring contractor married with a two-year-old son. And we have racked up about 30, well, we racked up $33,000 worth of debt. And I've paid about 3000 of it off. Um, we're looking at like, looking at my note here, $2,200 left in credit cards, um, $12,000 on a truck for my job and $17,000 on a car for my wife. And I want to plan to go to school here in the next two or three years for an associate's degree in uh, mechatronic engineering. And I just want to know how I can best tackle this debt and actually start saving and putting stuff Mm. away. Yeah. So I can cash flow that school. I don't want to go into debt for an associate's degree. And I love that. I'm kind of just lost. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> uh, how much are you making right now? Um, I make about 70000 a year. Gross. Okay. That's great. What about your wife? Um, she is not working. She is uh, just at home with our, our boy. Okay, good. Um, so my first thought is, 
there's always the the idea that you've got to increase your income. The faster you want to pay off the debt, obviously the more income coming in is going to be helpful for that. So my mind immediately goes to, is there anything that you can do to increase your income? And is there anything that your wife can do to get some income coming in? Because when it comes to paying off debt, a thousand extra dollars a month does a world of difference. $2,000 extra a month does a world of difference. So that's my first question to you. I know she's staying home uh, with a young one, but is there something that she could do um, while she's at home? Um, she's a, before um, we had our son, she actually got certified as a child birth doula. Uh-huh. Um, so that she did that for a while yeah. when we yeah. were first married. And, you know, every once in a while she's brought in, you know, a couple thousand bucks here and there. She just is so anxious about like spending time away from her from our boy just because she didn't have a dad growing up and yeah, yeah. And, it's kind of and i, thing I totally her. yeah i hear that and i would say for a season not a pattern over life but for a season maybe that's something you guys look into and then also blake she you guys have almost thirty thousand dollars in car debt oh yeah i would look at the seventeen thousand dollar car and see how much it's worth if you guys could sell that I mean, that that knocks down your debt significantly. Yeah. Even to, if you're upside down. Yeah, 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 taking a smaller loan. And then, I mean, that gets you guys far ahead. So, Blake, honestly, for me, I would look, I would look at the cars to get a jump start on that. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for the call. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Ramsey personality Jade Warshaw. We're taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Jay in Orlando. Hey, Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, girls, how you guys doing? Doing, doing well. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I just uh, jumped right into my question here. Yes. Um, I've got a paid-for house. It's worth about 300000 Nice. Uh, but we have about 150000 in um student loans and car or car debt. So I'm wondering, is it wise to sell that home, pay off every single penny of debt, uh, rent for maybe a year or two, and then, um, and then, uh, buy another home down the road. What's your income? I'm working right now myself. My wife is finishing uh, PTA school. Uh, she'll be starting in probably April, May, so right now we're at about sixty-five thousand a year. And what will she be making when she starts? Uh, she'll be probably around the same sixty-five, seventy, somewhere in that range. Okay. So you've got the student loans, and can you break down the student loans versus the cars? Yeah, we've got about one ten in student loans. Okay. And then uh, about thirty for the car, and the rest in credit cards and a stupid refrigerator. Oh gosh, so about ten thousand. Yes. Okay. Uh, Twenty thousand. Um. So this car, what you owe thirty thousand on it? What's it worth? Uh, we're we're upside down, probably about seven grand. So it's probably worth about twenty two or twenty three right now. Mm-hmm. Is That's that private sale? I... Private sale, yes. Well, if it were me, I'd probably be trying to get out of it. Um, I'd probably take the seven thousand dollar hit. And to to owe less, um, to knock this debt down significantly. Um, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't sell the house. Mm -mm. I just wouldn't. Uh, It's such an amazing asset. It's going up in value. If you were to get out of it now, my guess is your interest rate now is far better than it would be in the next year or so if you were to save up and try to buy. It's like 
I almost feel like you'd be going backwards to try yeah. to go forward when right now, literally, you can just go forward. <laughs> yeah. And Jay, okay. and, and, and your wife, when is she going to start work? When did you say she graduates? Uh, she graduates in December. She's taking her board in April. So she'll probably uh, be working like the end of April, early May next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you still, you guys have about six months to that. So, I mean, honestly, your life yeah. changes dramatically, Jay, once she starts working. So you mm -hmm. guys, I mean, it'll take you guys, you know, a few years to do this, but I would rather spend a few years getting out of this consumer debt than taking a hit on an asset like a home. Like, I just mm -hmm. don't think um, selling it. And here's another thing, Jay, that I always caution people, not that it's always, and you can go do what you want. And some people will, they want to sell their house. They want out of debt. They want to do it. <sighs> But, but here's the problem, too, when you get a lump sum of money. This is even true with an inheritance or, you know, if you had an insurance claim and you, you know, got some cash. A big sweep of just getting some cash just to clear out the debt. Yes, that's great because we want you debt free. But also, there is something about behavior change that is so crucial. And behavior change is caused when you feel a level of pain, you feel a level of sacrifice, and you actually win. Like when you right. go through that journey... That's what changes you, Jay. And so not that, oh, you know, if you get a bunch of money, we want you to pay it off, right? I'm not saying not to do it. But also in the same time, it doesn't always change Jay. Yeah. It doesn't always change you. It doesn't change your wife when you just can, you know, just do this full sweep. So, you know, you, Rachel, you, I think I am going to say not to do it. Not to sell the house? Yeah. yeah we did. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think we're going to like, yeah, don't sell the house. Make yourself you go through do, this process. You guys need to do it. And and, and you're going to get a jump start on this process in six months. Like mm -hmm. these next six months, you're going to feel it. Christmas, Jay, is not going to look like Christmas last year. Like you're going to be cutting back on things and that's okay for a mm -hmm. season. And then when your wife starts working, that's going to be gasoline on this. And like Jade said, and if you if you sell the car, you know, then that brings you guys back down to what 120 125 yeah. i mean you know you're just starting to knock this stuff out and so and you've got okay so they've got the 20 the 20,000 in credit cards and refrigerator loans yes that to me like that's that's the kind of debt that keeps you motivated because it's like two thousand dollars here and a thousand like those are the quick wins that you start to go oh oh yeah we can do this we got this yeah. so the way i'll just say the way your debt is set up it's the kind that's like yes like we can really see this traction we can see the movement forward so yeah do not sell that house walk yep. through it yep absolutely does that help jay Yes, that absolutely helps. Thank you so much. I yeah, appreciate that. Absolutely. And remember always, you guys, and those of you listening or watching, that you know the, the deeper you sacrifice and the deeper you say, we're not going on a summer trip next yeah. summer. We're not doing Christmas. Like, we'd, like you just have a season where things are cut back. And it's not forever. It's mm -hmm. not forever. It's for a season to get this progress, to get this debt paid off. And then, Jay, you guys are – what's crazy to me is I'm like – you know, after this journey of maybe what, two years, mm -hmm. three years of doing this, yeah, you guys are going to be sitting in a paid for home with, you know, you guys are going to be making, I mean, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, 130. I mean, like it's, it, it, it's powerful to know what your income is going to be able to do when all this debt is cleaned up. So the future's there. We see yeah. We Not see it for you. Not to mention so many people, Rachel, right now are like, this housing market is so hard. Oh, it's like terrible. With interest yeah, yeah, rates yeah, yeah. and everything, it's so hard to save enough down payment. I'm like, if you can avoid that because yeah. you already have property, I would not That's right. want to jump into that if nope. I didn't have to. Nope, nope, not at all. All right, Jay, thanks for the call. Up next, we got Jen in Sacramento. Hey, Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel and Jay. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm wondering if I should change jobs uh, while pregnant or stay at my current job, which is far away. 
Okay. Um, my husband and I are currently on baby step number two. And we just found out that we're expecting our second child next June. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, so we both work a hybrid schedule. We're two and a half hours away, and it pays more. Um, he stays with his family two nights out of the week just to stay close to work. And I go in twice a week, which is a five-hour commute each day. We've oh, my gosh. Almost a year. Yeah, we've been doing this for almost a year now. And so now that we're expecting a, our second child, this is just kind of on my mind. What yeah. are you guys earning at this job to make it worth it? Or is it not worth it? It is worth it. So he works actually two jobs. He works at a hospital and admin, and he also got a side hustle as an adjunct professor. Uh-huh. Um, my job, I've been getting a raise since I started, but it doesn't pay as, I mean, it pays pretty decent. What is um, it? I'm in a, an administrative coordinator. Yeah, but what are you guys earning? In healthcare. Oh, so our total take-home income a month is fifteen thousand two hundred. Okay. Um, and we have a hundred thousand dollars in student loans, um, a car loan balance of seventy nine hundred. We have a mortgage with three seventy seven k left, um, and then we also have a loan for a solar panel, which is about twenty three. Okay. So I don't know if I, I want to work part time, but that would like cut into like our goal of like trying to pay off debt um, and also work like closer. I'm considering like a change in career, like maybe a preschool teacher, but I don't know. <laughs> I definitely think that the two and a half hours is not sustainable. Like you can't continue to do that, especially with the kids coming. Um, that being said, I do think you need to find a happy median because going from 15000 a month when you have this debt down to preschool teacher cell. You know what I mean? That's a big jump mm -hmm. down. So I think that there's got to be a way that you can meet in the middle um, in order to make this happen um, and kind of do it gradually to where you're still having a nice shovel to pay off this debt because the hard thing to walk away from is such a high income when you do have that debt and with that income, you could knock it I mean, out so quickly. Yeah, 100 grand in student loans, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and that's, I'm sure for, was it for you and your husband? Yeah. yeah. Well, majority of it's mine. Yeah. And, okay. you know, like, don't get me wrong. You're pregnant. There's some things that go into yeah. that, obviously, once you have a baby. But I try to ride this out until as long as you can until you've got to make that switch. Because yeah. when the baby's born, for sure, you're going to have to make that yeah. switch. And, and maybe, you should start preparing now. Yeah. And if you're six months pregnant and you want to be sitting in a car for five yeah, exactly. hours, that's very understandable, Jen. So, so looking at, yeah, how, how long you can do that. And when you switch jobs, though, the insurance is big. So you want to make sure your insurance is covered because with the pregnancy and everything, make sure you don't miss that because it may be worth it to stay in just for the insurance to make sure you and baby That's are right. good. So make sure to cover that, Jen. But yeah, this is the hard thing with debt. You have it and it's like, oh my gosh, we have to pay this off mm -hmm. and some sacrifices have to be made. So congrats though on the new baby, Jen. Uh, and thanks for the call. All right, that puts this hour in the books. Thank you, Jay, for being a great co-host. Thanks to all the guys in the booth for helping us out. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with the wonderful and the fabulous Ramsey personality, Jade Warshaw. We are here to answer your calls, America, and the, it is a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So make sure 
uh, yeah, give us a call. Let us know what you're what you're thinking, what your questions are, and we'd love to walk through your situations with you. That's what we're here for. So at first we have Taylor in Nashville here in our home city, Nashville. Taylor, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so, well, I just actually am calling for my boyfriend. Um, unfortunately, he had gotten caught up into some things that had landed him in jail for about two years unexpectedly. Oh, okay. Um, he is home now. Um, and during that time, his mother was able to keep his car payment and his mortgage paid, um, but of course wasn't able to also take care of his like personal loan debt and credit card debt, of course. You know, he's very thankful that she was even able to do that. Sure. Um, and now that he, you know, he is home, he is on like a, you know, probation parole type thing um, where really selling his house is not an option, um, even though he does have quite a bit of equity because then he would be homeless and mm-hmm. being on supervision, you okay. have to have an sure. address, of course. Right. Um, and his credit score is, you know, in the like upper mid 400s right now just because all of that credit card debt and personal loan debt is now in collections and has mm-hmm. been for, you know, about a year and a half now. And how much debt is it total? Um, in collections total, it's about 30000 Uh-huh. And then he owes about one thirty three on his house, uh-huh. $133,000 on his house. And his car, he owes about what it's worth, which is about 13000 and is he working? Is he, has, has he been able to find any work yes. coming out of jail? Yes. Um, we were, he's making about $15 an hour right now. I have gotten him, you know, like an every dollar budget kind of laid out. Yeah. Uh, so as far as like that goes, you know, obviously he's slowly trying to work up that baby step one. Yeah. Um, but just having all of it in collections, it's just hard to find really any information on, you know, like if debt settlement might be an option or bankruptcy or if we should, you know, contact them directly. It's just really hard to kind of find any advice, really. Yeah. Is it mostly credit cards in the collections or personal loans or what? Um, credit cards. And then there is one personal loan. Okay. How much is the credit cards? Credit cards is about 20000 Okay. And are those separate cards? How many? Um, About three or four. And then I think there's like... Yeah, about three or four. And are those all from different yeah. banks and yeah, all from everything? Banks. Okay. Yeah. If it were me, I would start with those. Like once he's got the thousand dollars saved, because he really does need that. I'd start with the right. collections first, obviously. And I mm-hmm. would like, let's just say he's got one credit card in collections. That's $2,000. I'd stack up mm-hmm. six or $700. And I'd yep. say, this is what I have. Can we make a deal? Yep. And they're going to make it. If it's in collections, they're going to make a deal with you. The key there is mm-hmm. making sure you get every deal in writing before you pay them the money, right? And you're okay. you're not giving them access to your account. You're saying, okay, I'll write you a check or I'll do it online, whatever that is. Um, and mm-hmm. you're keeping that record forever. And I would literally go down the list of those credit cards and I'd settle them for as low as I yes. possibly could. Make sure you have the cash ready because 
you know, you can't just call and say, what would happen if I did this? They're going to be like, no, we want your money. But if you say, look, I, and honestly, in this case, I'd shoot straight. I'd be like, look, I just got out of prison. This is what I have. I got $500. And if you don't take this, you're not getting anything from me. Yeah. So take it or leave it. And Taylor, usually with these collection situations, they're passed and then they're sold to another collection agency and then another. I mean, this could be the third time handed down, yeah. you know, one of these credit right. card debts. So just just know the, the the system that you're working under and it's in the, you know, people aren't in these jobs forever. They're sitting in a cube somewhere. Yeah. With, I mean, like, it's just it's just a it's just a Nightmare. nasty industry. It really yeah. is. And so uh, getting yes, someone. And, and I think the key here is what you're saying is you, you need to pull up his credit reports. You need you guys to need to find exactly. Yeah, have that. OK, good. Where the debt is, what it is, and then try to find that. Yes. Whoever has that um, that bill right. and collections calling the collections agency. And Jade is exactly right. Majority of the time, they will settle with you. And if you have that cash, say, I can send this to you now. And they may want to negotiate a little bit. So kind of play the game. Yeah. But if but when they say, okay, fine, we'll take the $721, say, okay, great. I need you to mail me, um, you know, a, with a letter. Like, a, give me an official letter of agreement. And once I receive that, I will I will send the money. And so you guys just kind of work, work that through. And then for his car... Um, I don't know. I feel like this is the sell the car show so far today, <laughs> Jay. I know it. But honestly, right. I'm like, it's thirteen thousand dollars, and um, and I know he needs a car for work. So if the payments mm-hmm. are not overwhelming him, but where he's at, again, you want these debts knocked out. Yeah. But simultaneously, if there was any other way, do you know what the payment is? Uh, four hundred and forty-four dollars. That is kind of high. Do you yes. Um, whenever he got it, he had just started building his credit so his interest rate was high yeah um and you know now we it's unfortunate because he does have about with the he bought his house right before the market kind of went crazy Mm -hmm. um so if he was to refinance you know he'd have about 100k in equity in his house um so it is kind of unfortunate it's just hard to you know he can't be homeless what is his well okay selling his house doesn't make him homeless because he can rent right so what well, is his and, mortgage um, even payment and having like this felony record um finding somewhere to rent um is a real big issue in the area that he's in i hear um well I, what's his mortgage and are you helping him with his mortgage because 15 dollars an hour I am not. his boyfriend or his mom lives with him currently because she okay. just, um, had to move out of her house or her apartment so she's living with him and helping him but the mortgage is about 1100 a month yeah that's okay um Okay. I, this is his situation, not yours. Um, oh yeah. A hundred percent. I'm just trying to, I'm a, you know, working my own baby step. Yeah. I'm just trying to advise him the best I can. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. The mortgage thing and stuff on it, the mortgage and house thing does scare me making $15 an hour and having to kind of depend on whoever is able to live with him at the moment. Um, that might be Mm -hmm. a problem for down the line. Um, yeah. If I were talking, um, yeah, Very good. well, part of me would get out of that because it's just debt that he. I and, mean, yeah, and Taylor, you're nervous that he's not going to be able to find a place to rent because of his felony record. Is that correct? But I feel like you right. could do the I feel like if you it's not like to say that, hey, sell the house and then look for a place. But maybe you can start doing the research on the front just end saying, yep. and just keep mm-hmm. and if just you're, keep and if you're clean yeah. and out, you know, for for uh, nine, 12 months, uh-huh. if, if a manager of an apartment p- complex will work with him. Because Jade's right. There's a lot on here um, and where he is 
you know, just in life. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it's just a lot. So Taylor, the places that he can take off that weight. So whether it's selling the car, the housing situation is big. And as Jade, you know, pondering all that, because like, it's true. It's, <laughs> it a, it's a big piece of this puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would start with that collections and you guys work on that. And Taylor, you're very supportive, very you kind. Are. So thanks for all that you're doing in his life. That's huge. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw, fellow Ramsey personality, and taking your calls. So, Jade, I feel like in life there's these moments in your life that you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, that changed everything, right? Uh, I think about like September 11th and the way you go through airports changed everything, right? So like these different moments. And so one of those moments in history for us will forever be COVID. Yes. That it changed everything is what it feels like. And it changed the way that we do life, the way that we shop, what we expect, the convenience elements. Suddenly you don't have to go into Target. You can just pull right up and they bring the bags out to you. So some of that's good. All (laughs) these new features. Yes. Uh, But... But Americans, uh, they have not slowed down when it comes to their uh, online purchases. So whether it's Amazon or DoorDash, uh, these things are more popular than ever. We got used to things being dropped right at our door. Comfy, cozy. And there was an interesting article from USA Today. That's right. It says prices are up. It says, although the pandemic has eased, Americans seem to be spending more than ever for the convenience of having groceries, meals, and household wares delivered directly to their doors. The average delivery service customer is spending, this is crazy, around $407 a month in 2023 that's up $157 from 2021 gosh it doubled in two years that's what (laughs) help me understand Rachel because I'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute on the one side all you hear is inflation (laughs) interest rates I can't do anything I can't student loans and everybody's like their life is imploding (laughs) but somehow they're still able to door dash uh, you know that sub sandwich and I'm like how McDonald's yeah, that, that's the funniest you know thing to I mean? me. Like oh, McDonald's, yeah. so, somehow you still are eating McDonald's in bed that they've delivered to you, that even costs though... costs probably more than your McDonald's meal. Oh, come let's on. Let's honest. talk about that. It says in the Lending Tree survey, 82% of customers or consumers said they used on-demand delivery over the past year. By and large, the survey found that consumers chose delivery out of what? Convenience. Always. Comfort. Yep. Which I get. That's yeah, I okay. Get I wanna, okay, so I want to know from you what you and Sam and your household... Because I'll tell you, I'll, I'll go first. Here's okay, what you we're go guilty first. of. Yeah, so, yeah, you go be, first, Rachel. <laughs> but before COVID, I 
went to the grocery store all the time. Yeah. And did it. Y'all, during COVID and now after, I still have my Instacart subscription and it is the most convenient, wonderful thing. <laughs> it is. So for me, it is convenient. The grocery delivery. And the best one is it has Costco. So I don't, True that. and I still will randomly go into Costco because I'm like, there's still some stuff that I may miss, but to have Costco delivered to my door. Look. I, I do. Look. I pay the extra fee and I pay the subscription. Well, your delivery fee technically is t- taken care of. You have yeah. the subscription. And then I tip on top of that. So it is more. And they do kind of mess with the prices, I think. So like overall, I oh, they 100% do. I know I'm spending more. I know I am. Like Instacart tells you. But to be a mom and not have to take three kids to the grocery store and I come home and like, it's there. I don't and know. Donna delivered it. And I'm like, Donna, thank you. You made my day, Donna, so much better. So that is, that. that's my, it's my guilty play. It's my, it's where I spend, Jade. Look, I, I don't do food delivery. I don't no, do like I don't out to eat unless it's I like can't. pizza delivery or something. But other than that, I don't do. Yeah, uh, like pizza del- delivery. I don't feel like that falls into this category because they've always delivered. Yes, like that's yes, always yes, been the yes. thing. Okay, do you not do your, you do. I'm going to be honest. Um, COVID didn't make me do the grocery delivery yes, thing. Like yes. I enjoy going to the grocery store. It, I prefer not going with my kids, but yes. I like to go. I like to browse the aisles. What made me start switching to grocery deliveries. I kind of live out far from the stores that I like. And now oh, yeah. I work outside the home and I yes. didn't do that before. And so those two things. So my point is whatever the convenience is, because mm-hmm. for some people they got in the comfort level after COVID other people, you know, their, their life changed, And it's like, Hey, now this is, I'm not going to call it a necessity, but it does make your life easier. Yeah, for sure. But here, honestly, by and large, here's the real thing. If you can afford it, I'm not mad at you. Sure. But if you can't afford it, like if you're like, mm, yeah, DoorDash on my credit card. <laughs> Bad idea. Like that's the worst idea ever because you've got the look. If you're putting DoorDash on your credit card, can we just run this number down real quickly, oh, Rachel? Man. If Do you an put, interest rate of like 22% oh, on the card. God, 22% <laughs> added pain and regret. Then you add your nachos on top of that. Then you add the tip for Chad on top of that. And then the delivery fee. The delivery fee, yes. Yeah. It better be worth it. Those nachos better go down smooth and easy. (laughs) Because here's the thing. They're going to leave later. (laughs) They're leaving. It's not even worth it. Only for a moment. You're literally flushing money down the toilet. That's all I got to say about that. for a moment. I know. I know. Okay. And then the other one that hurts me on this too, Jade, is Amazon. Oh gosh, Amazon. I'm an offender. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm yes, a, I'm a repeat offender. And here's the danger with Amazon is everything starts to feel like a need where I'm like, yeah. oh, um, I'm trying to think like. Um, <laughs> My kid's little power wheels battery it's died ba- oh. and I just got one. Yes. Yep. And you're like, we'll just, we'll just Amazon it. We'll Amazon it. We'll, and, and it's this like convenience of life yeah. where before I'm like, something stupid like a light bulb would burn out and i'm like oh next time i go to the store i'll fix it maybe like you know it might be months a week yeah weeks months later because <laughs> back in not the day, with amazon it's gonna be there in two days and it's yeah that money's being spent so that is so true it is it it, it does mess i think with our needs versus wants 100%. things can start to feel like that so oh. again convenience is not bad and and in my season of life that is where i would tend to put some of my margin yeah is towards the conveniences because it just makes life easier with three little kids, all the things and people were, were scattered everywhere. Um, but also I will, uh, I will echo what you're saying. Yeah. It if definitely you, curtails baby, your thinking. Yeah. And if you're in baby steps, especially one through three, you guys, it adds up. It adds up. And yeah. we are sitting here admitting it adds up and we pay for it and we do it and we know it. We kind of swallow that pill and go. 
But if you are looking to cut back, these are great oh, yeah. places. Great places to cut back. Delete the Amazon app. You got to delete the app. Thank you, Rachel. That's what I was getting <laughs> to. If you're in baby step one or three, you cannot have it on your phone. You got to delete the app. DoorDash, uh, Amazon. What's another one? Definitely. Oh, I think about all just all the subscriptions. Yeah. Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Instacart. Uber, Instacart. Thank Instacart, you. I know. You can't, Sorry, Instacart. You just can't let it tempt you. It's like. Because it, ad- it adds up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I would be sick to my stomach if I went and grocery shopped with my exact list and went in the store and just bought versus probably what I, what I pay for with oh, the yeah. added up. I mean, like it is, it's a, it's a difference. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for margin, if you're looking for margin, these are great places to cut. But yeah. again, majority of Americans are not cutting them. The average millennial is spending $575 a month on on-demand delivery. Well, you know, some in the past year. Some of the deliveries, um, let's talk about this part of it, Rachel, because some of the, you can kind of meet it in the middle, right? Like you can do like Kroger click list and have them, you know, the drive up. Yes. Which is actually great because you can see the total. Yes. And stick within your budget. That, that is a good one, yeah, you know, or yeah, where, yeah. you know, you order, you order them online and then you go pick it up. Yes. That way you're not wandering through, you know, you're still saving time on that. Um, also now, not, a, not if you're in baby step two, but if you are ordering food, like how easy, I mean, it, again, there's cooking dinner at home, which is like, oh man. And then there's, I'm going to order it and go at pick least it pick up. it up. Can you just put the key in the ignition? <laughs> Can you throw some sweatpants on and just this. go? Choosing and pick a it up. delivery, choosing delivery over a trip to the store triggers delivery fees, service fees, and tips. Ooh. Together, they make up to 36% of food delivery costs. Wow. So it's a lot. You're I mean, making bank. You're adding, you're adding a lot. And then surcharges on top of that. So, wow. Inflate, wow. Yeah, y'all, if, if you're 40%. looking for margin, we are used to the life of convenience since COVID, but I would say nix it for a season, get that cash back. That's right. Get that margin back and it is, it will give you more peace of mind because we all need some yeah. peace, Jade, yeah. because we are a, we are a world of a ball of, of anxiety in yeah. our, we are, <laughs> the levels of anxiety are up, you guys. Sadly, the depression is right there with mm. it. And thankfully we have Dr. John Deloney on our team who gives us truth when it comes to this subject. And he has a brand new book out called Building a Non-Anxious Life. It's available now. And you guys listen, it is, this is such an important to t- important topic to talk about your, your mental health and mm-hmm. taking care of who you are as a person overall. Don't neglect that, like step into that and learn. And if this is something that you're interested in or have questions on or feel like, oh my gosh, I just need a guide in this whole area of my life, order John's book, order John's book, go to RamseySolutions.com, order John's new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life. You will not regret it. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting with Jade Warshaw. And we're here taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225 here to talk about your life and your money all right up next we have jonathan in minneapolis hey jonathan welcome to the show hi thank you for taking my call how are you this afternoon absolutely we are doing great jonathan how are you doing i'm doing very well so um my parents are a few years away from retirement uh my wife my parents and i are thinking about selling both of our houses and combining living situations into one larger house. Um, It would involve temporarily, uh, at least temporarily, 
um, increasing the balance of my mortgage in order to make that transition. And I, I've got more details if you want to go through those, but uh, that's quick overview. What's the purpose of combining homes? Um, so my parents will likely in the next few years have some medical situations that would make them not able to take care of a house long term. Um, and so basically the house that we're looking at would be essentially a, a basement apartment the size of about their current house. Um, and then we would be able to help take care of them. They would be able to grow up around their grandkids and everybody's on board with the situation in principle. Um, I think we, there's some question on would this be able to work in the short term versus trying to make that or trying to wait a few more years. What would happen? Whose name would be on the deed? It would be mine or my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And so, John, can I ahead. just can I just yeah, jump in? Okay, I I just feel like Jonathan, this this always presents um, before a step like this. This situation sounds always usually better than the outcome of what occurs. You and your wife, do you guys have kids? We do too. Two kids, okay. And how old are you guys? Uh, we're both thirty-two. We okay. have a. Uh, Two kids under three. Okay, awesome. So um, very heroic, noble, um, the honor and respect, right, that you're giving your parents of, hey, we want to help take care of you. Like all of that is good. Uh, But the tactical side of combining living situations, you and your wife, now your unit as a family is disrupted, right? Even though they're downstairs and all of that, like they're, the the amount of... um, tension and autonomy that will not be there for your family units is very high. It's very high. And so while some situations work where in-laws and families live together, and maybe that's what you guys still choose to do and all of it. I just want to be the friend that doesn't know you mm-hmm. <laughs> to caution you, Jonathan, sure, that, totally that, that everything you're saying is so noble and good. And I'm just wondering, is there another path that those things can still happen that your parents are still taken care of, they still see the grandkids, all of those um, dreams and wants and desires are still fulfilled without having to live under the same roof as your parents. Sure. So uh, pivoting away from a little bit of the noble side of it, um, the what would be in it for um, for my wife and I would be um, that my parents and their totally on board with this. We've been very transparent with them, but um, my parents would help us basically to afford more house than we would on our own currently have. See, and that, but that's um, the part but, that I would avoid at all costs because do you want to be like, you, if something were to happen, like what Rachel said, say you get into this and you're like, you know what, this is not as harmonious as we once thought it was going to be. Now you're on the hook for a home that you can't afford on your own. So there's a part of this that it's there, a little bit of a risk. There's yeah. a big risk there. So I would say if you right. were going to go ahead and do this, I wouldn't get into a home that you could not afford on your own because and I because then you're kind of chained to this deal. Both of you are. And then your parents are going to feel bad and then you're going to feel bad. And like there, there's so much that could happen there. I did want to ask, have you guys ever lived with these parents before like early on in marriage like or would this be the first time you guys have all lived under one roof 
Um, I did briefly after college. Um, we actually got married in their current house, um, but not not for a sustained period of time, no. How long? Um, so after college, I lived back home for a couple of months. And then, um, I mean, we stay with them anytime we visit, but not more than a week at a time. But not with your wife, I'm saying. Well, with, with my wife, okay. not after college, but with my wife yeah. for periods of okay so so john so part of your so your motivation to do this is to be the noble taking care of your parents and getting a bigger house essentially that you guys couldn't afford on your own but you get you and your family get an awesome big house okay right and there's the economies of scale with it brings down our living expenses for both sides um but yeah that's that's kind of like bills and like 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 electricity and water uh like is that what you're thinking when you're saying that food maintenance of two separate houses okay okay oh. okay what, the situation you guys are in right now jonathan the house that you're in what mm-hmm. what's is there is there problems with that is there size issues is there like is there anything are you guys comfortable um, in your current living situation long term i don't see this house lasting us more than a few more years so okay, why um the layout of it we've it's 2,500 square feet. That sounds like a lot more than it feels like the house mm-hmm. is. Um, it's not laid out very well. Okay. And, and and how much do you guys owe on that house? Uh, mortgage is 175 remaining for a house that's worth about 410. 410. Okay. Uh, and how much do you guys make a year? Uh, 120 single income. 120. Okay. You're making it. And then your parents, their situation. What? How much? What? What? What's their home worth? They. Their home is worth about three hundred thousand. They have about sixty-five thousand remaining on the mortgage. Awesome. And how much are they? Are they and working? They're still both working, and their combined household income is about one eighty. Okay. And do they have retirement? Like, do they have a nice retirement? Yes. Yeah. They're they're expecting their retirement, especially if they can keep working a few more years, uh, to be somewhere around eighty thousand a year, awesome. not drawing from investments. Perfect. And they'll be having that house paid off soon. Okay. So, Jonathan. Um, how far away do you guys live from each other now? About eight hours. How much? About eight hours. Eight. Okay, so it is long distance right now. So you guys want to yeah, be you so want you want to be close. Be us moving to another midwestern metro area. Okay, is it um, cheaper than Minneapolis? Their town. Comparable. They're both relatively low to medium. Comparable. Possible. Okay. And does your do, do your careers allow you to move and find something in the same field, yeah, same, same amount of money? And all I need is an airport, and that would. That would work perfectly there. Okay. And um, they they don't need your assistance right now medically, correct? Correct. And when when do you see that happening? Um, that's a, a situation we'll know more in um, probably six months. Okay. And is so it both bo- of them or uh, one of them? Potentially both. Um, what is it? What's going What's going on with them? Can I ask? So my, my dad has some back issues that... Uh, that um, causes him pain. He's still able to fully functional. Yeah. He might have like some surgical pain. procedure yeah. to try and address it that might have some risks with it. Okay. What about your mom? Uh, associated with it. Um, she's got, or she's got an early screening for potential dementia. Mm, I'm sorry. Um, so no, no definitive diagnosis there, okay. but okay, that so, could become an issue. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Okay, I don't want to sound heartless as I move into tactical real quick. We just yeah, have, have, we have some we thoughts have, too. We have 30 yeah. seconds real fast, Jonathan. So here's what I would do. If I was your friend and me and Winston were out with you, Jonathan, and your wife over drinks and we're talking about your situation, I would say if you guys want to move closer to family to be with family, do it. Go get your own house. They're about to have a paid for home. They're living their retirement dream. Go close to them so that you guys can can commute and do what you need to do there. If, you, if there's no urgency to move now, unless there's something coming, there's nothing definitive right now in their medical history that yeah. that is necessary. It's just a, a scary it's thing. A, in it's a, yeah. yeah, and that that can be. But I would not combine just to get a bigger house, Jonathan. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. wouldn't either. So that's what Jade and Sam and Winston and Rachel would say if we were all out to dinner with you, Jonathan. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, yeah, I appreciate the nobility, though, Jonathan. Yeah. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a smart investor pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a smart investor pro in your area, go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am at Rachel Cruz hosting with Jade Warshaw and taking your calls. If you guys have not checked out Financial Peace University, this is something that is a staple here at Ramsey Solutions um, that I, I would really recommend. It is our nine lesson course on how to handle your money from the basics to everything you wish you had learned when it comes to insurances and mortgage and budgeting and paying off debt, everything. So, you know, to take a quick class, you know, you can you can watch the lessons, you can uh, join a class actually, and yeah. be in community with other people while you're doing this. But mm -hmm. uh, we find that people that are take FPU, they are debt free in two years or less, and their financial turnaround is just amazing. So, if you want to just know more, if you're new to this show, a lot we have a lot of new people from podcasts and YouTube. And you're like, man, I just need like a crash course on getting my money in order. Yeah. What do I do? Go to RamseySolutions.com slash FPU and check that out because it really is, um, a, it's a great investment. We have that tool at, and every dollar um, premium, which is another, yes. it's like the best budgeting tool on the planet, you guys. So I just, we were talking to some people that come here and they sit in the lobby here at Ramsey Solutions and they watch the show live, which is so fun. And so we get to talk to people during the breaks and everything. And uh, I, I would say every dollar is probably the one that gets brought up that's like, oh my gosh, you know, we, we use every dollar. We love it. Yeah. It's helped us so much. And so uh, make sure there's a free version just on the app store. So check that out. So we just have some great resources here at Ramsey. We want to be able to help you uh, when it comes to this, to this financial journey, because there's a lot of questions, can be a lot Absolutely. of confusion. Yeah. A lot of voices out there and we want to be clear and concise with you all. I agree. No, every dollar is the, that's, that's the business right there. And because it has the guidance in there for you too. So yes. it's like, if you have questions, it's in there telling you, hey, you should probably do this. Or if you're thinking, I wonder if this is enough savings. It'll tell you like, hey, you need a little bit more. Like, yeah. It'll tell you all that stuff. It's wonderful. Yeah. And we Love actually it. do some webinars around every dollar. So if you go to everydollar.com slash budgeting, Jade, you're yeah. doing some, I'm doing some. Mine's coming up 1010. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, it's coming 10, up 10. soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Uh, go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. You can sign up for those webinars. I'm doing one in November and December. I think George Campbell's doing some as well. So we are, um, yep, here to help you guys. So make sure to check out all those resources because we want to help you along this journey. All right, up next we have Gregory and Biloxi. Hey, Gregory, welcome to the show. 
Gregory, are you there? Hey, how are you doing? Yes, ma'am. Good. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? We are doing awesome. How can we help today? Um, I have some questions on how to get my Roth IRA started. Um, I've heard a lot about it, and I just don't know exactly where to go and, and what to what to put my money into. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question, a it great is. starting off point. So if it were me, I would, I mean, there's several brokerages that you could open up a Roth IRA with, and you could do that portion on your own, just open up the account. But when it comes to the investing side of it, I would work with a professional. I'd work with a SmartVestor Pro. And if you're on baby step four, the goal is that you're investing 15% of your income. Are you on baby step four? Uh, I am, yes, ma'am. Yes. Awesome. That's how much, exciting. How much do you make a year? Uh, I make about 60, 65. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you'll be able to invest. Do you have a 401k at your at your workplace by chance? I do, um, and I have it maxed out to the match. I also have one with the uh, uh, my second job, the reserves in the Marine Corps. I have mm-hmm. it maxed out to match. Way as to well. go! Well um, done, Gregory. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm trying to get to that 15 percent with uh, the Roth IRA, but I wanted to know how to get to it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Because thinking you'll have yeah a little over you know probably seven grand to be able to invest uh, that 15 percent, and that's. Uh, that's amazing because that you'll is. take, yeah, you'll do the match first and that's exactly right. You're doing everything exactly right. Do the match first and then go over to the Roth. And then for all of you listening out there, you know, you go ahead and max out your Roth. And if you still have 15% left, uh, if you still have percentages left of your 15, go back to your 401k and you're able to invest in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to that. But yeah, the Roth IRA is the next step for you, Gregory. And you can max it out at 6,000. You probably won't max it out right now um, with your income, but all the extra remaining 15% you have, yes, will go into that Roth. Mm-hmm. And um, Jade said it, but I would sit down with the SmartVestor Pro. If you go to RamseySolutions.com, we have people all, all over the country who are investment professionals. And yeah, you can actually open up the account on your own, uh, but we we would encourage you to do good growth stock mutual funds That's right. inside of that Roth IRA uh, to invest so that your money's spread out. And um, it's a great, it's a great retirement vehicle, the Roth. Yeah. Tell them you want, tell them you want growth, aggressive growth, growth in income and international. That's what you want. 25% of the money you give them into each of those categories. And they'll help you pick the funds that are performing best in those areas. Okay. Yep. Awesome, Gregory. Thank well, you for the call. Yeah, well done. Thanks for your service. And um, man, that's it. I'm like, he's I, killing if I it. applaud you, Gregory, like that's yeah. exactly it. You get through to baby step four, take that 15% and divide it 401k, Roth IRA. And and you do Love that it. over time. And how quickly compound interest is your friend. And and stuff with the Roth, you guys, like it grows tax-free. And that's it's right. and it's huge. It does kind of hurt sometimes because you pay with after-tax dollars. Right, right, right. So it does feel a little bit like, oh man, I, I got to take it out of like when, I know. It, when it hits your account, you're like, and then it comes out of that. Like you're you, like, that's a lot. You feel it. You feel but it. But you'd rather feel it now than when you're Amen. sixty. You know. Amen. So there you have it. All day, all day long. So great. All right. Up next, we have uh, Rudy in Los Angeles. Hey, Rudy, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thank you for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so my question is, I am currently upside down on my car loan. Hey, Rudy, are you uh, able to are you able to speak directly into your phone? You're cutting out just a little bit. I want to make sure we can hear you. Yes. Oh, can perfect. You guys better now. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. So I'm currently upside down on my car loan. Uh, my car loan's for thirty seven thousand. Um, I made some calls to see um, how much I can get for it, and. The guy from the auction said I can possibly get thirty one 
maybe 32 for it. Um, that is my main subscription at the moment. Why I are you auctioning a, it? As opposed um, to... So I uh, put it the VIN, uh, the mileage and the details of the vehicle. And based on the market value of the vehicle, that's approximately how much they're offering um, for the current condition that it's in. Did you look at like Kelly Blue Book? Uh, I actually tried that. The only thing is, um, uh, quick backstory, uh, I got the car last year. Um, within six months that I purchased the vehicle or uh, I got the loan for the vehicle, it got stolen. Ooh, so, on um, yeah, so on the title, it comes out as, as it's branded now. And so when I put it into Kelly Blue Book, since the car has a branded title, um, they don't they don't want to give me uh, an offer. You said it has a bad title, but you got the car back yeah. and it was your car to begin with. Yes, correct. That Who's correct. telling you this? Um, I input it on Kelly Blue Books and other like Carvana and uh, these other places and they didn't want to offer me uh, any anything for it. They offered me literally like a dollar for it um, because it had a it said branded title vehicle. And because of that, they didn't want to give me an offer for it. Branded title. Yes. So what about personal sale? Personal sale? Yeah, that's what I've been trying to look into. Um, Do you hold the title on this car? Like, who? uh, uh, My mom's a call center with me, um, so it's under both of our names. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so are you you wondering if you should sell the car? Or you're you're wanting to sell it, obviously. Um, I, 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 yes, um, but uh, I guess my question is, how do we go about it? Do I wait until I can uh, get a vehicle cash so I don't feel like I without a vehicle? Yeah. Or just sell it and then work on getting, yeah, you could, getting that money to get the vehicle. Yeah, because you'll have to take out a loan of the difference, which will be about five grand. Yeah. So what you could do is just take out a loan for 10 grand and have $5,000 okay. to buy a car. Um because I would rather have a $10,000 loan than a $37,000 loan. And right. so, um, so yeah, so if I were you, you could take out, but um, always my caution when you do that is it's like, oh, well, we could take out, you know, 12,000. We could take out 13. Right. You could start going yeah. deeper and deeper in debt. And so being very disciplined in it. And again, you're going to be buying a car, yeah. a crappy car, right? That's, uh, yeah, that's going to get you through. But yeah, I would do that, Rudy. Um, I think that's a really smart, a smart decision. And I know, uh, this this whole thing's probably new, and you're like, oh my gosh, how do we how do we go about it? But uh, I think that's wise. Mm-hmm. Take out a small loan, uh, get a car, and gosh, get that thirty seven thousand dollars away. I'd rather have ten than thirty seven. So, great job, Rudy. Jade, great hour. Thanks to all the guys in the booth, and thank you, America, for listening. This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with fellow Ramsey personality and great friend Jade Warshaw. (laughs) And we are taking your calls, America. Free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So give us a call. All right, up next, we have Alexandra on the line. Hey, Alexandra, welcome to the show. Hi, Hi, Rachel and Jade, how are you? We are doing great, doing great. How can we help? Okay, so I'm in a bit of a situation here. Um, So we we purchased a, well, okay, so we closed on our house um, on the 24th of August. Ah, congratulations. 
<clears throat> thank you. Um, I don't know how we got it, but we went in with all we had. I'm kind of desperate, just wanted to get out of a $2,100 rent. Well, and okay. now, Yep, and then we're at a $1,400 mortgage now. Um, first-time homebuyers, <clears throat> we've been together since sixth grade. Um, we're 37 years old. We have two um, kindergartners that just started, the twin boys. Oh. So um, this is our situation. We closed. We moved. So we're, uh, I think, about two hours north um, from his previous job. And I say previous because two weeks after we closed, he lost his job. Oh, man. Uh, so no, oh, no shoot. Yeah, no fault of his own. It was just, you know, a car that was given to him so that he can drive to work. He was doing that, you know, obviously every day. Um, and so now he didn't have a transportation to get there because I need the car to bring the kids to work to, to school because they just started school this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's unemployed right now. Um, this is my husband. But I'm, I'm, I'm so scared. Because mm-hmm. um, and I'm hoping that he can get into something right very yeah. soon. Uh, we were able to make so we closed in August. Our first um, mortgage payment was on the first. We were able to make that, so we sent it out. That's done. And it's fourteen hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so now we're having to pay again. You know, on the yeah. first, um, we only have like sixteen hundred dollar in savings. Um, the big thing is if he, so we're, we're hoping he can get into this new job next week. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a, a pay cut. Um, so it'll be at 62 a year. He was mm-hmm. earning more, closer to 80 a year. Okay. But now we're out in the country, farm life. This is what we wanted. This is what we get. He's going to get paid less. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so he's down at 62. Um, can you make, is, can you pay all the bills with him at 62? I think we can because if we were already doing it then and, and, and yeah, he was making more, but we were spending much more. And then now I'm like, uh-uh, when I'm doing that, yeah. um, you know, so we can. I know we can. Okay. Um, but this is the thing. Let me get to it quick. Um, the RV. We have an RV that is 30K, a note of 30K on it, and the payment is 400 bucks a month. Um, I don't know what to do to it, with, with it because we're just, <laughs> just parked in our land here. And in, it's a 2017. We got it desperately in uh, 2021 because mm-hmm. we were needing to get out of an apartment that we were living in. And <clears throat> the house that we had, you know, we were trying to get into at that time, it, the, the sale didn't go through. So so that I won't have to release, you know, another yeah. contract. We just went to a campground. And so we got the we got the RV and then we just kept... Um, House searching, we found the house, and then so here What's, we still have it. What can you what, what can you sell it for? Yeah. I don't know to be honest. Um, I'm sure it's going to be less than what we owe. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, you'll take a hit on it, but, but you're just trying to stop the payments and stop the depreciation from taking. Yeah, so you we, guys we don't have any late payments on it. We were able to make that last month, but this is the month right now coming up. This yeah. one in November is the one that's going to hit us. It's going to. I don't know how we're going to do it. Um, When will you know if your husband has the job? Um, He will find out Monday. And and I think, and I want to go with 90% they're going to take him on. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And so it's going to be a pay cut, you know. um, Yeah. So, so I want you, the first thing I want you doing um, is you've got a lot going on and, I can tell by the way you're telling the situation. It's like you're just like in this da 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 and you're just keep keeping going. Um, and I want to kind of clear your head a little bit tonight when you get off the phone. You guys sit down. 
run run the numbers use every do- open up every dollar budget if you don't have it austin will get it to you and i want you to run the numbers for your paycheck and his paycheck at the sixty-two thousand. all right then i want you to run the numbers just in case he doesn't get this job and go what do we need coming in the house yep. to make sure we're able to fill because once you have those numbers in your head uh alexandra you're going to feel so much better because at least you'll know what the real numbers are what the anecdote is and then you'll be able to make a game plan going forward what I really want to hone in on, and I think Rachel will do a good job with this too, is I want you guys, there's a lot of desperate moves going on. Everything is, oh, we got desperate and we had to do this. And then we got desperate and we had to do this. And we got desperate. And the chain here, the the pattern that's happened is when you guys get desperate, you do, you make bad choices. Yeah. And I want that, that's got to stop today. So what that looks like is, in the here and now, making a plan for the here and now, but not only that, but going forward, I want you guys to be on a plan with your money so you know what your goals are, you know what's going, you know what's coming down the pike and you're in control and you're happening to your life instead of everything around you just happening yeah. to you guys and you're reacting and you know, you're on the balls of your feet all the time. Um, that's got to change. And I think that a plan for your money is going to help you. Have you ever heard of Financial Peace University? Um, so, no. Um, just recently, I started listening to you guys. Yeah. I, to be honest, I grew up, <laughs> I want to say, in the ghetto, to be honest. I mm-hmm. never had money in my life. My Both my mom and dad just worked just to yeah. take care of five of us, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, I just grew up, you know, working and paycheck to paycheck, you know, rent, yeah. rent, 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 all my life until we were finally able to get this. And it was through an FHA. That's why I say we mm-hmm. got in. <laughs> yeah, lucky to get it. But so, you know, here we are. We're so happy. We have a nice little house. Sure, you know, sure. But it, but also, you're so happy, but you're also very stressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what we yep. want you to see is, and Jade's exactly right, being proactive with your money versus reactive. And you just said it. And I think the way we grow up with money is a huge part of our story. And that's what was modeled for you. Um, but now the beautiful thing is now you get to change that. So Alexandra, stay on the line. Austin's going to pick up, and we're going to give you every dollar premium, which is our budgeting app that will will attached to your checking account it will and you guys will be able to bring in transactions you'll be able in real time to be budgeting mm-hmm. your expenses which jade was saying and we're going to give you financial peace university which is our nine lesson course and you and your husband mm-hmm. you guys need to learn how this stuff works and alexandra i'm going to warn you it's going to feel uncomfortable yeah you said you're new to all of this and when you you have to get to this point and you're there. I feel it in your in your voice and why you called is you're not happy with your current situation. What you guys have done that led you up to this point. Yes, he lost his job unbeknownst to him. I get it. Stuff yeah. has happened. You are not happy with where you are, which means you have to change what you've been doing. And change is hard, Alexandra. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be doing some painful things that are going to feel uncomfortable because they're new, but they're the right things to be doing. We are the best in the business at getting people in control of their money. So listen to the plan. Follow the plan. Don't stray from it. And so looking at your numbers, getting facts on paper is going to give you some breathing room. You're probably going to be selling the RV. You guys may have to take a second job in order to to float the bills for for the next month, which which is okay. Hopefully he gets his job and you guys are on track. But you guys got to get your crap together together because you're going to end up in the same place again. But we believe you guys can do it. You can. You can. You got to make the change. 
Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We are taking your calls, America, at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Tracy in Phoenix. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. How can we help? Yeah, this really is going to take a lot of stress off of me. Um, So I have a situation where I just moved from Georgia and I have a home there that's paid off. Um, it's probably worth, we haven't appraised it yet, but it's probably worth between 280 and $300,000. Okay. Um, I moved to Phoenix and I live in an apartment um, and I'm currently, um, you know, just trying to get my credit score up and I'm actually working with the lender so I can purchase a home here. Um, now I have the down payment, um, the 20% to buy a home here. And me selling my house in Georgia has nothing to do with me purchasing here. Oh, wow. And so my question is, yeah, so my question is, um, should I sell the home in Georgia and use some of that um, money to make the payment lower and to bring it, you know, the house down in Phoenix a little bit lower and then possibly buy a second home here as a rental and put the other half maybe on that home? Or should I leave that house in Georgia as a rental property? Sell it. Yes. (laughs) Sell it. I would say. Unanimous. Yep. Unanimous. Sell it. And I would put everything of that home, Tracy, um, that 300 to the home in Phoenix. I would not look at a second property until that house is completely paid off. Do you have other debt? Um, I do. That's the thing. I I just recently paid off a lot of credit cards, but I do have about 158 thousand and student loans okay i feel like you're jumping the gun a little bit yeah we may have a different plan for you tracy (laughs) Um, we have have no other debt it's me and my husband combined we make about 195k that's great good for you guys Um, can i tell you my plan can i tell you the jade plan plan (laughs) this is what i would do i would sell the no no matter what you do you're selling the home in georgia that's we got to get rid of it. You don't live there anymore. And so it's just going to be. Can I ask one, well, I one number question to help your sure. argument? Hey, how much, how much is the 20% down? How much cash do you have saved in the 20%? Because we're going to add that to all this. The 20%. Well, yeah. I have about 25, which actually is really not the 20%. It's the 5%. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Um, how much is it? 25,000? I could, I could, yeah, it's about 25, but I could access it through my husband's 401k. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We don't do that. How much cash, Tracy, do you have saved? 25,000? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, you and, and now I do have another question. So you've got 25000 saved. Is that the only non-retirement money you have lying around or do you have other non-retirement savings? I have no other non-retirement money. Okay. This is what Jade would do. I would, like if Jade and Sam woke up in your shoes t- tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, Sam, okay. I think we should sell the house in Georgia, pocket, you know, take home 280000 And then with that money... I would knock out the student loans and then I would put the rest with the 25,000 that you have saved towards a down payment. Now, 
my next question is that I want to do that. But now let me go back because you need savings. You need three to six months of savings before you buy a house. Yeah, you'll, so, she'll end up with okay. about one fifty five. Yeah, hundred fifty five thousand dollars. So I would put some in savings, mm-hmm. three to six months of expenses. Yep. And how much would that be if you were to rough that out, Tracy? Uh, monthly expenses. Yeah, like basic basic budgeting uh, expenses. Let's just say four k with the kids' tuition per month. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it's around twenty five thousand for six yep. months. Okay, so we got we got one hundred and forty three thousand dollars to put mm-hmm. towards a house. And look at that, and you're and debt, you're debt free. free with savings. Wow! Look at that! Come yep. on, Tracy, are you doing a happy That's, dance? That's um, great. <laughs> I am doing the happy dance. See, some people are saying you should never sell a house that's paid off. Number one, no, and they don't know money. what they're talking about. Yeah, and then some if it was your primary home, Tracy, if that was your primary home and you're still living in Georgia, that's different. That's one thing. But you're being okay. a long distance landlord. Okay. You have an asset, which is amazing, but you also have liability, which is your debt. And so mm-hmm. you're able to clean all that up, still get a great house in Phoenix with an emergency fund in place. Like you're going to be mm-hmm. good to go, um, and you're going to have a lot more peace than trying to finagle all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. you're starting on really, really solid ground, Tracy. I mean, like you're. This is, it's amazing. What kind of, the houses that you're looking at in Phoenix, considering you have $143,000 left to, to Uh what, how much of the houses you're looking at? Like 538. High 30s? No, 538. Oh, 538. Okay. And so when you do go to buy a home, let's go over these parameters because we want to make sure that it's, it works out for you. The way we would teach and the way that, you know, I've always bought my homes is 15 year fixed mortgage where the payment's no more than 25% of your take-home pay. That's what we're looking for. So if you can do that with the down payment, which you shouldn't have any trouble, um, but that's what you're shooting for. But the 15-year fixed rate is really where, that's the one where people are like, "Ah, can I just do the 30? It's like the goal here is to pay things off and to get that ultimate freedom of debt freedom. So that's why we'd say 15-year fixed and you might get a better interest rate as well um, by going that route. But is that what you're planning to do? Yeah, um, the interest rates right now are like eight percent, aren't they high? I don't know if I. Yes. Yeah, they're higher. Yeah, yeah, most definitely for sure, for sure. But the fifteen year, you'll get a better rate. Is what Jade is saying versus the thirty. So. Okay. Yeah. So Tracy, okay. I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly the the road we would take, and it just sets you up that, and you guys make great money. You know, you'll have about three fifty left on the mortgage mm-hmm. to be paying off, but you're mm-hmm. making two hundreds. So you guys you'll have this fine. house paid off. Uh, you know, on average, we find people pay off their house in seven years, seven to 10 years. And it's it's amazing. And you guys are going to be just trucking along with not de- no debt and just, yeah, it's going to be amazing. So Love uh, it. glad you called in, Tracy. Glad you called in. All right. We got Peyton up next in Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, Peyton, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Jade. How are you? We're doing great. How can we help? So I'm on baby step two. I have paid off $30,000. Yay, nice. Car left. I'm sorry, you have a what? Thousand dollar car left? 30,000. Perfect. We are cheering, Peyton. Sorry, we missed missed the number. No, thank you. Um, I have an $8,000 settlement coming in within the next four to six weeks. And that will put me right side up on the car because it's worth about $23,000. Okay. And I was wondering... Yeah, I could pay it off by May, or I could sell it and be debt-free as soon as I get the settlement. Um, what 
would your decision be, because I know Dave always says, if you can pay it off within two years and you love the car, you can keep it, fight for it. Yeah. Um, how much are you, how much do you make a year? Uh, 108,000. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would, I would keep it. You're fine. I think the numbers are fine. Yeah. I think you pay it off even sooner. Honestly, Peyton. Yeah. I mean, you'll have the 8K in cash to dump at it. That's great. Cause did, yeah, that's what I do. Okay. I don't know if it changed anything. I have a old beater Jeep that is worth maybe a thousand dollars, but it'd take me three to $4,000 to get it daily drivable. Um, would you still just uh, keep the car and just pay it off by May or sooner? I think that part's up to you at that point. If I, that, I, I you know, honestly, I think that's totally up to you. It depends. Like, obviously, the I'm guessing the Jeep is not as in as good a shape as a thirty thousand dollar car, but it really just depends on the picture of your life that you want going forward. Okay. Either, either, either way is fine. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, you're going to get it paid off. The, the numbers aren't so lopsided mm-hmm. that we're like, oh my gosh, get this car out of here, Peyton. You know, because you're able, yeah, you're able to pay it off mm-hmm. within six months, which is amazing. Uh, but if you're not attached to the car and if Peyton, we get a lot of people on this show and they're like, get me out as soon as possible. Yeah. I'll throw two grand at this Jeep, get it fixed up mm-hmm. and I'm great driving it around and I'm happy and it's mm-hmm. awesome. If that's what you want to do, do that and be out of debt. Yeah. You know, and and. Four weeks after yeah. you fix the Jeep, you can do that. But also that this car payment or this car loan, it's not absolutely going to kill you. You mm-hmm. you make great money. You're going to be able to pay it off and you'll be completely debt free after that, uh, which is just well on your way. So, yep, I'm, I'm with Jade. That one, that one's in your court, Peyton. But uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Our scripture of the day comes from Ecclesiastes 7, 12. The protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. It's kind of a tongue twister That's there, deep. Jade. Yeah, I'm going to have one. to marinate on that one. <laughs> and Frank said, people can tell you to keep your mouth shut, but that doesn't stop you from having your own opinion. Okay. I like that. That's like that. great. So good. All right. Up next, we have uh, Paige in North Dakota. Hey, Paige. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, my question is, or I guess uh, my husband doesn't want to try and budget. Every time I bring it up, it's this big fight about who spends most money on the most worthless things. And I don't know <laughs> how to... <laughs> handle that it's beyond mm. that it's mm. the tip for tat game you did this yeah well i did that well, you do this so how are mm-hmm. when when these conversations come up let's kind of retro back a little bit when these conversations have come up have they come up in the heat of the moment or has it been like hey honey or hey boo whatever you call your spouse i want to sit mm-hmm. down and talk here's what i'd like to talk about you know um is it that sort of thing 
Or is it just like um, this is happening out of the heat of a moment of a, somebody opening up a bill for something? I, I wouldn't say it's normally like the heat of the moment, but it's always like when we go paycheck to paycheck, week after week, you always scrape in the barrel. And then I'm like, hey, can we try this? And then he like gets super mad about it. And then it's just paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. You just want to break that cycle. Um, yeah. Part of it, I think I think part of it's how you approach it. I think that if instead of uh, attacking the conversation as we need to stop doing this, you know, we're just living paycheck to paycheck, you know, that we've got to start getting on a budget. I think if you kind of approach it in the way of um, I'm really I'm really worried and I'm really scared and I've just been noticing like my anxiety is going nuts. And I think it's because we're overspending. I think it's because we are not on the same page and I'd really like to be on the same page. What does that look like to you? Like I'd kind of throw the ball in their court of like, what do you think that looks like? And that way it's not you saying, not necessarily coming in saying, this is what we need to be doing, but just opening up that conversation. Mm-hmm. Have you tried that? I have tried that. And I've suggested a few different things like, hey, we put both our paychecks into the joint account for bills and such. You can put X amount, I'll use like $300 for an example, into your own personal account to spend it on what you want, you know, gas station, whatever. And then once you go past that, you can't dip into the... uh, Yeah. uh, Okay, so Paige, already, can I say this? Already, it's becoming a Paige is telling... What's your husband's name? Or if you don't want to say, well... Bob, uh, Bob, it's already you almost in a maternal role of, okay, we're going to put your money here and you can't do this and this, this, this. It, it, it is still this hierarchy of you being the okay. kind of a, authority in a sense. And so the goal would be just to paint you a picture is that you are both a team. Mm-hmm. You both are yeah. equal in this. He has as much say in this as you do. You have as mm-hmm. much say as he does. And it's you guys together saying, oh yeah, this and this and this and this versus one telling one mm-hmm. what to do, if that makes sense. And so, um, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And I would say this too, with an asterisk, there's naturally always going to be more of the nerd and there's naturally always going to be the free That's spirit. Right. So like, Winston forever will love Excel and love the budget and love painting out what investments of this, this, this more than me, which is funny because this is my job and this Mm -hmm. is like what I do every day, but he actually is more of the numbers and thrives on that and more of the saver than I am. Mm -hmm. So he won't change who I am, but the way we approach our money together can still be as a team. So always know that you still will have your own personalities. He may never just love the budget like Paige does Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But as long as you're both in it together, that's going to be the goal. So I would want to know, do you, do you know his hesitation? What, what it is that he kind of pushes back against and why, or why he pushes back against it? I think he likes to kind of be in control a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's always brought up the fact that before we even got together, I had no problem, mm. you know, with my money. But so now he's trying to kind of make kids, it. You're the blame. You know, kids are the yeah, blame. But like, live or like, our lives have changed since we met. You know, sure. We live in a different place, and yeah. things are more yeah. expensive, and two yeah. kids to do through daycare, and yep. So I would ask him then back just to keep the conversation going so i think jade's point's really good it's like mm-hmm. i want to hear from him and so like okay so you're saying that before all of this you were 
you know, you you didn't have money problems, which to a degree, duh, because you didn't have all these expenses, right? right. That's what we're all thinking. <laughs> but also, what what were you, what did you have in place that worked really well? Because he That's may good. have his own way of doing stuff that mm-hmm. you know you don't see uh, that maybe you actually could implement. And so I think again, okay. it's going back to this like it's this team mentality, which yeah. I know is so easier said than done, Paige, because we're about to get off the air here in five minutes and and go home. And yeah, I know you're sure. the one that's having to have these conversations. But as much as you guys can sit down and say, gosh, I feel like this is pinning us against each other. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. we can't be against each other. Like we are in this together and we both want to win. Like like yeah. no one wants to choose to have a stressful, anxious life and marriage. And so- And no to, one's trying to say whose fault it is. Like, yep, like yeah, if definitely. you and Bob can both agree- this the problem is it's us it's us like yeah. we're we're paycheck to paycheck both of us don't like that both of us would love to get to a point where we've got savings and you know we we're out of debt like if you guys can surround that and yep. like lock arms around that and I, I, that's where you're going to move forward yeah and sometimes Paige okay. especially with guys it's kind of a stereotype so it may not be true for him <clears throat> but I have found like when you can put numbers and actual facts instead of just ideas and theories of cutting back and all mm-hmm. this, when you actually see numbers down, sometimes it helps because you can actually blame the numbers instead of blaming each other. And so okay. I would just say, hey, one night, like after dinner, can we please, will you, and just ask them, can you, will you just give me an hour and I want to pull out the bills and I just want to look and like, what if I just want to, and, and help me do it, right? Mm-hmm. Bring him in that your page isn't mm-hmm. bringing everything and page isn't telling what the numbers are together we're having a conversation so will you just sit down because i want to know like okay what are you spending on gas and you guys just make this puzzle Mm -hmm. and lay out the numbers and kind of just do a mock budget together again try i don't want it to be conflict filled or tension filled this is just bringing numbers to the table uh and let that be a starting point because Mm -hmm. i think sometimes in our heads things can be magnified in our heads things can be isolating there's so much that if we just keep up in our head and in our mind, it just can go sideways. And mm-hmm. when things are down and you're looking at actual facts and looking at actual numbers, sometimes, not always, but sometimes that kind of like diffuses mm. the tension um, because you see that. And then from there, you know, look at the tactical. And then also it's like, if it's going well that night or maybe it's another night, dream and just say, hey, yeah. what would it look like in five years? What does our life look like? How old are our kids? What grade are they going to be in? Mm-hmm. Where do we want to be? Like, just start to like have this vision of where you guys want to be as a family. And there's something about okay. being proactive in that that is so inspiring than just living life paycheck to paycheck, month to month. And you look up and it's been five years and you don't know where, you know, you mm-hmm. don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And so having that, I think, is really key too, Paige. But just know you're not alone in this. This is one of the biggest problems we hear from people is that one spouse is on board and wants to do this oh, yeah. and another isn't. So you're not alone in it. And also we've heard so many couples on our debt-free stage say, gosh, I wasn't on board. I thought y'all were crazy. And yeah. and then finally we all I got on board and together we did this. So even couples who win start out where you guys are. So have hope, Paige, that yeah. this can okay. change. It, it really can. But I think it's really the way you approach it. Don't be the mom. Definitely don't be the mom. Have a humble spirit about <laughs> it. Um, but bring, you know, this conversation. It's a conversation to be had. It's not pointing fingers. Yeah. And, and blame even this picture of, put the numbers out in front of you mm-hmm. and like lock arms and like it gets us against you numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not us against each other. Yeah. So it's good. Uh, it's powerful page. That's a, it's a big part of winning is you and your spouse. And just for the sake of your marriage, not just your money for the sake of your marriage. I pray that, um, that this brings you guys together. So thanks for the call. 
Jade, thanks for a, a great show today. It was good. Always fun, always fun. Thanks to the guys in the booth to make it happen. Thanks to the audience that came out today to Nashville to watch the show live. We appreciate you guys, and we appreciate you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.